I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. It is Monday morning on November 1st while I am recording this episode for you. And I live in Saskatchewan for those of you who don't know. It's like the middle of Canada And we woke up to a very light dusting of snow this morning. So I'm just going to paint you a picture that I am sitting in my office right now, snuggled up with a big oversized crew neck on, my mug of tea next to me, and my podcasting microphone in front of me. And I am just so excited to be here with you today talking about mental health. So for those of you who maybe are a little bit new around here, a couple months ago, I started a mental health series where on the first Wednesday of every month, I release a solo episode. I was getting a lot of requests to do more solo episodes, and I just really love talking about mental health. And I also think it's just so important to have these open and honest and real and raw conversations about mental health. I love sitting down on a phone call or a Zoom chat with my best friends and just having these really deep conversations. And that's also obviously what happens with my clients whenever we meet with each other every week. We hop on Zoom and we just dive right in and we have these really beautiful deep conversations about mental health and our mental and emotional health and also what's going on inside of us. So I just wanted to dedicate one episode every month to mental health and I just talk about the past month. So where my mental health was at over the course of October for this specific episode I'll share with you a practice that supported me and maybe really has been standing out to me that I really want to share with you. And the one that I'm going to be talking about this month, I'm really excited to share with you and dive deeper in. And then to round off and finish off the episode, I always answer a listener requested topic or question, so I'm excited about that as well. So why don't we just dive in here? So as I said, it is November 
And I truly cannot believe how quickly October flew by. When I was sitting down to kind of do some prep for this episode and was starting to do like my reflections for where my mental health was at throughout the month of October, I realized that when I did this work to prep for all of the other episodes that I've recorded, it's always really easy for me to reflect back and see where my mental health was at over the course of that month. But when it came to me reflecting back on October, it made me realize how quickly this month actually flew by because I kind of don't know. It kind of just was this whirlwind of a month. Um, I would say overall, my mental health has been really good. I feel like I'm in a really great place. And also, I've definitely had an emotional month, but I also think that it's kind of the majority of the people that I've actually been speaking with, close friends and also clients. It feels like that the month of October really did bring up a lot of emotions for so many of us. And I just want to, I guess, highlight the fact that, you know, even if we are feeling more emotional and going through some things emotionally, we can still be in this really good place. As I said, I'm feeling like I'm in a really great place. And I also felt really emotional over the course of October for a variety of different reasons. Um, but I really do believe that like the planets and astrology really do influence how we feel. And if you start to pay attention, even just to the full moon and the new moon, and just that cycle, that repeating cycle over and over again. We actually have a new moon coming up this Thursday. So if you're listening to this live, it'll be on November 4th, I believe. So tomorrow. Um, and if you just simply pay attention to the new and the full moons and start to see how those lunar cycles impact your moods and emotions and just how you're feeling. It's really interesting to see that. Um, and then also bringing more astrology into it, knowing what the planet, what the ruling planet is and, um, just being like Scorpio season. So I will say I am no astrologer, but for the past, like solid six years, I would say I've definitely been paying more and more attention to astrology and just knowing what season we are in. So right now being the beginning of November, we are in Scorpio season and Scorpio season typically does bring up a lot of emotions and it's a really great season for shedding things. So if you feel like you're going through a lot of emotions right now where you're feeling like you need to let go of things and maybe shed some old 
thoughts, some old behaviors, some old identities, all of that is really aligned with Scorpio season right now. So just honor these feelings that are coming up for you. That is my advice to you. If you are also feeling those emotions, just honor them and know that they are so perfectly timed in your life. And there is nothing wrong with feeling this way. These feelings are coming up for a reason. And it is just the absolute perfect time to be shedding and entering into this place of rebirth. And like I said, tomorrow, if you are listening to this live, so November 4th, there is the new moon and new moons are the mark of a beginning of a new cycle. So it's a really significant time as well. And there's a reason why I always meet with this group of clients of mine. So in my one-on-one coaching program, called Back Home to You, we have a membership option for once you are done your time inside Back Home to You. So Back Home to You is a three-month coaching program. And once you wrap up your time in Back Home to You, there's a membership option called Home Forever. And we always schedule our monthly group calls around the new moon for that reason that it is this fresh start And it's just a beautiful time to set some intentions and also reflect on what that past month was like, what that past cycle was like, what it brought up, maybe what we don't want to carry into this new season that we're entering or this new cycle that we're entering. So with all that being said, (laughs) to recap October, I think the month just absolutely flew by. I love October so much. Um, I also love November because we're entering more of those Christmassy vibes, which I absolutely love. I don't particularly love that the temperatures keep dropping and there's more snow on the ground. I'm not into that. If the weather was a lot nicer, like it was in October, I would love November a lot more, but I am again, just embracing this season. I'm actually one thing that I'm doing is I am just making a lot of recipes lately. I have always loved to be in the kitchen, cooking new recipes and things like that, but I've been just more aware of wanting to do these things, like even more than I naturally do. So I've been making a lot of soups. I'm on a huge soup kick. I typically drink or eat. My smoothies are really thick. So we'll say I eat smoothies. Um, And I was eating smoothies all throughout the summer. And it got to a point this fall where I was like, okay, I need to change this up because these are too cold for my body during this time of year. So I switched my smoothie bowls out for soup bowls and it's just been really fun making some new recipes 
and experimenting with my own new recipes, just creating some. And also I've been actually sharing recipes over on Instagram too. So that's been kind of this fun thing that I started in October as well. So if you haven't been over on Instagram in a while. I do have just a couple breakfast recipes for you and they're super cozy breakfast recipes for you to try over there. But moving on to a practice that stood out to me this month. So every month I really love to share with you something that I do to support my mental health and you can take it or leave it or experiment with it and see how you can make it work for you in your life if you feel called to do that or if it resonates with you. And this month, I actually want to share something with you that I have been doing for a couple of months now, and it's been kind of on my list of things to share with you on one of these mental health episodes. So now is the time. Now is the time for me to share this with you. So. A while back, but not too long ago, on episode 159 of this podcast, I interviewed someone that I adore. We met on social media. Her name is Sarah, and her business is called Shadow Femme. I do believe that she is starting to take a step back from Instagram specifically. There's just a lot of us content creators that are not feeling supported by Instagram right now and starting to move to things like our newsletters or our own podcasts or our blogs, things that um, are platforms where we can share our content in a safe way and not be buried under the Instagram algorithm and constantly be kind of like trying to keep up with the Instagram algorithm. Anyways, on episode 159, I interviewed Sarah from Shadow Femme, and now she also has an amazing podcast, which I highly recommend, and I will link in the show notes. But on the episode she joined me on for this podcast, we talked about lining up your weeks or syncing your weeks with the ruling planet. And we talked about how on Mondays, Mondays are ruled by the moon. And we are kind of conditioned as a society that Mondays are this day to hustle and dive back into things and get up and go. And, you know, that whole hustle Monday vibe. And that's just never intuitively felt good for me. But I also noticed that, again, like conditioning and just being in the society that we're in, I noticed that a couple of months ago, I was feeling that way. I would have a really great restorative and restful weekend. And then on Monday, I felt like I had to be really scheduled. I would whip out my agenda. I would write out everything that I had to do that day. And I would constantly be like making myself check off 
all of these things off my list. And I really started to dislike Mondays. I really did not like Mondays. And I started to so badly look forward to my weekends. And then come Sunday night, I started noticing that I was like dreading Monday because that's when the agenda came out. That's when I started to have to make a list for myself and get all these things done. And I took a step back and realized that I actually don't have to be making myself feel this way. And I will note that I obviously do own my own business. I set my own work schedule. I set my own hours. So I do have much more flexibility to change my schedule up than someone who isn't self-employed and doesn't own their own business and run it themselves. But you're not being ignored in this podcast episode either because I have included topics to address if you don't own your own business, if you um, have a corporate job or a nine-to-five job, if you aren't self-employed, that sort of thing. But I will just talk from personal experience right now since we're on the topic, but I I just realized that, okay, what is the point of me even owning my own business if I'm putting all of this pressure on myself on like Sunday night and making this huge to-do list for myself for Mondays if I'm absolutely dreading Mondays? Like, why am I doing this to myself? What's the point of even owning my own business if I'm not allowing myself to enjoy the flexibility of having my own business, right? So I really took a step back and kind of pulled from some knowledge I gained from chatting with Sarah from Shadow Femme and some inspiration from that episode understanding that Mondays were never meant to be the day to hustle and grind and, you know, suddenly jump out of that rest state from the weekend and into this really like rigid, got to get everything done on Monday. It was never meant to be that way. And once I started to incorporate some of these practices, like allowing myself to have an easier Monday, kind of ease into the Monday um, and just setting my day up like that has made such a huge difference for me. So I actually don't have lists for myself on Mondays anymore. And that's really, really helped me just feel like I can ease into my week a little bit better. I'm no longer forcing myself to do all of these things just because it's a Monday. So I guess the practice I am sharing with you this month is number one, just allowing myself to ease in to the new week. And then second, I have been incorporating those kind of loose principles that Sarah shared with us on episode 159 of the podcast, all about syncing your week with the ruling planets. And that's just been honestly making such a big difference for me when I've just been more intentional about doing that, especially particularly with the Monday for sure. 
And now I just want to talk about, okay, so what if you don't own your own business? You don't really have that large amount of flexibility like I have where you can just completely ease into your Monday. I do have some journal prompts for you because I do believe that whether you own your own business or not, you can allow more ease into your life. And that's something I'll ask you right here. How often do you ask yourself, how could I make this more easy for myself? What would it allow me to experience more ease in this situation, right? Like how often do we actually ask ourselves those questions about making something easier on ourselves, or what would it be like to let more ease into my day right now? And I think as you can see, you don't have to own your own business or be self-employed to ask yourself these questions. So that's what I want you to do right now or after this podcast episode or whenever you can find some quiet time for yourself to curl up with your journal and maybe a nice warm beverage and journal on these journal prompts. So how can I make my Monday easier? And see what comes up. And also, what would allow myself to feel more ease when beginning my week? Those are some good questions to ask yourself. Like I said, how often do we actually explore the idea of allowing ourselves to experience more ease or create more ease in our life and like I said that these questions can be applied to everyone no matter what job or career or title you have I want you to sit with these questions and see what comes up and if you're listening to this podcast episode and you do this homework assignment, please, please share with me, whether that's through email or on Instagram, share with me what comes up for you. You can post it to your stories on Instagram so I can see it and you can inspire other people to do this practice and come listen to the show and gain this knowledge about easing into your week or creating more ease in your life or feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram, although that is definitely one of the worst ways to get a hold of me because I receive so many DMs every single day and I just cannot respond to everyone. So email is always best and my email is in the show notes. So I want you to sit with that explore, get creative, get curious about how you can experience more ease in your life. Because like I said, this is just something we don't allow ourselves to really ponder on all that often. And 
also something I made a note to talk about that we, I just let myself make Mondays easier for myself. Um, this was something else I wanted to talk about is that I think without even knowing, we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves for certain things. And this doesn't even have to be about Mondays specifically. It can be in a lot of other areas in our life too. We might unknowingly be putting a lot of pressure on ourselves with our job, our family, our relationships, our food, our fitness. Like there's so many areas of our life where you might be unknowingly putting a lot of pressure on yourself. And that's why I really love these journal prompts because it just allows us to get curious about, huh, okay, where's an area of my life? where I can just ease up a little bit, what would allow me to just experience a little bit more ease. So I'm excited for you to do this practice and hopefully your mental health just improves by doing this, just like I experienced because I can tell you that I just feel so much better when I can just allow myself to feel more ease when we start a new week. It's really helped me. So now I'd like to move on to talk about or expand on or answer the listener requested question or topic this month. And I have received a lot of questions about how to stay committed throughout recovery and most of these women, when they're asking about staying committed throughout recovery, they are talking specifically about eating disorder recovery or hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery. But I do believe that my answers really apply to any type of recovery. I work with a lot of women who are going through some type of recovery. Most often eating disorder, disordered eating, or hypothalamic amenorrhea, but we can also be going through recovery um, for so many different reasons. And I just want you to know that I'm here for you if this is you. And this is what I would have to say for those of you who are wondering how you can stay committed throughout recovery. The first thing is getting really clear on why you're actually doing recovery in the first place. Honestly, I think if we just dive into recovery kind of blind and not really clear on why we're doing this, we just do it without that why or without the clear why, we can lose that momentum, but also just that commitment or that desire to recover. So what I usually have my clients do is we spend quite a bit of time actually getting really clear on why they're choosing recovery, because when we can strengthen this why, that commitment just becomes so strong. 
And then after the why, I recommend anchoring yourself into recovery. Now, if you've worked with me inside Back Home to You or my hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery program, Flowing in Free, you will know that I'm all about anchoring yourself into this journey that you're starting. So if it is specifically recovery, I do recommend that you still anchor yourself into the journey. And what I mean by that is typically when we begin a journey like recovery and we're moving through this journey or we're moving through recovery, there's going to be a lot of things that come up during recovery. A lot of things. So if we talk about eating disorder recovery or hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery specifically, you're doing all of the things to recover and then there's going to be these other things that pop up along the way that are going to try and get you off track to get your attention and have you start kind of questioning or doubting what you're doing. For a lot of women who are going through these types of recoveries, such as eating disorder or hypothalamic amenorrhea, it is the body changes piece when your body starts to change because you're nourishing it properly. When this happens, this is one of those, this is an example of one of those things that can pop up along the way throughout recovery that tries to take your attention and kind of knocks you off track, starts you second guessing recovery and questioning whether or not what you're doing is what you need to do. And it just kind of becomes this confusing thing. And again, this is just one example, but it's one of those things that I see come up time and time again with women going through recovery. And if we are able to anchor ourselves at the beginning, these changes or these things that pop up along the way won't be as likely to distract us. So anchoring ourselves means to not only get clear on your why, but also kind of choose these things that are most important to you as to why you're doing recovery in the first place. The things that are kind of that light at the end. Like what are you actually working towards? And it's important to choose like one or two things, keeping it really simple. Because if we can do this, those things can pop up along the way throughout recovery, but they won't be so distracting because we are so focused on those things anchoring us at the end. And like I said, I have my clients do this all the time and it's a really grounding practice and why I call it like an anchoring practice because whenever these things pop up along the way that can potentially distract us and throw us off course, we have what we call anchor words to anchor us back to what's actually important. 
And so that's the really the second thing that's really important for staying committed to recovery is being anchored into the recovery and really focused on what's actually important to you at the end of it all. So what are those like kind of those lights at the end of this that are guiding you there? And then finally, I would absolutely say having a support system or a support team or a support person. Maybe you only have one person in your life that is supporting you through your recovery and that's more than okay. That is so perfect. But I do believe that we need at least that one person because I don't believe that you were meant to recover fully alone. Can you? Absolutely. But I am specifically answering the question about staying committed throughout recovery. And I do believe from personal experience and working with so many women around the world that recovery is so much easier and staying committed to recovery day after day, week after week, month after month, and even year after year. It is so much easier when we have that one person even or that system or the team in our corner supporting us along the way. And that's one of the reasons why I do what I do. I know how important having a support system is. And I also know that so many women don't have this. When women go through recovery, it's so common for their immediate family or their really close friends to just not understand the journey they're going through. They just don't understand. And I have been through many different types of recovery journeys. My first eating disorder recovery journey began when I was 10 years old. So I deeply understand the process of recovery. I have studied holistic nutrition and spiritual coaching, and I am going through somatic therapy practitioner training right now, just so I can constantly be supporting women through their recovery journeys. So even if I'm not part of your recovery journey, I do suggest that you find someone that you feel like they just fit with you. You feel you find someone that just hits home what they say, just resonates so deeply with you and they make you feel safe and comfortable and they can hold space for you. That's really what you need throughout this journey. So those are absolutely my recommendations if you are struggling with staying committed through recovery I would suggest that you get clear on your why and you anchor yourself into recovery so what are those lights at the end of recovery that are keeping you focused And then third is if you don't have a support system, make sure you have one or maybe you have one and it's just 
not working for you right now because that happens too. We might be working with someone and realize that, hey, I felt like they were helping me for a period of time, but now I don't really feel that way anymore. And you might need more support or a different type of support. I actually just received an email from someone who let me know that they were working with a psychiatrist or a psychologist for a period of time and things were going really well, but they're just now feeling like they need a different type of support. So she reached out to me so I can support her through the rest of her recovery journey. And I just wanted to share that with you because it's okay. It's okay to be working with someone and realize that maybe your time is up with this person and you can reach out and find someone new and start a new chapter of your recovery journey. So just as a reminder, if you are feeling like you are in need of more support through recovery and you are looking for someone who can hold that space for you and who deeply understands where you are at with your recovery and what it takes to recover. I just wanted to remind you that I do have a private coaching program. It's called Back Home to You. This is my signature 12 week coaching program where I show up for you every single week. We meet on Zoom and I hold that space for you and support you through recovery. And again, this isn't limited to eating disorder recovery or disordered eating or hypothalamic amenorrhea. I help all types of women in all sorts of situations in my Back Home to You program and always feel free to reach out to me for more information or to schedule a discovery call with me. I think it's really important to hop on a call with each other before we start this journey with each other. I just always like meeting you before we move forward with anything to make sure I am here to support you with exactly what you need and that we're a good fit. I think that's so important when you start a journey with someone. So all of the information that you need for Back Home to You or my services is in the show notes. So you can head over there if that feels right for you. And thank you so much for tuning in this week. I really love these mental health episodes to just, you know, sit down chat with you and have this open and honest conversation about mental health. And hopefully there were some nuggets in here that can support you throughout this month of November. I will be back with a brand new episode next week with some very special guests. I know you will 
very much enjoy next week's episode. And if you are listening and loving today's episode, don't forget to take a screenshot. You can screenshot this episode or take a picture of yourself listening to this episode, post it to social media and tag me at I am Meg Doll. It would be so great to see you over on Instagram and see who's listening to the show. So thank you so much again, and I will be back next week, and you'll hear another solo podcast episode from me in December. 